Welcome to Hot Breath Comedy Fam. On Monday, May 13th, I am teaching a clean comedy workshop. The last four I have taught sold out very quickly, so if you wanna learn about clean comedy, the business side, where the line is, how to write clean comedy, go to the link in the description of this episode, and we'll see you there. So welcome back to Hot Breath, everyone, the show where you learn comedy from the pros. Today's episode, is a part of our monthly $100 joke contest where members of our Patreon compete to write a new set in seven days and the winner gets $100. So if that's something you're interested in or if you're just struggling to create new material, this contest is a great way to help you get paid to write new jokes. And our winner today is a repeat winner. He is back to join us today to break down how he wrote such a killer set in just seven days. And just to refresh your memory, if you didn't watch this live in our Facebook group, here is Johnny's set, and then we're going to bring him live on the air with us. Enjoy. Feeling powerful is easy nowadays. Back in the day, you had to conquer countries or rule over kingdoms. What do I need? The TV remote. The TV remote to me is what a scepter is to a king. Forget the president. Even I've got my finger on the button. Going to restaurants feels powerful. The waitstaff always call me sir. It's like being a knight. The last one I went to even had round tables. My phone makes me feel powerful. I've started speaking into the microphone to make it write my messages for me. So now, I'm even a dictator. Yeah. God is powerful. And I identify with him. There's only one of me. I'm pretty judgmental. And I love a lazy Sunday. My mum says the most powerful thing ever written is I have a dream. And I agree. It's probably ABBA's best song. Money makes me feel powerful. And that's the one thing I never have. Forget business tycoons. I'm a business typhoon. When I have money, I just blow it away. Yes. Yay. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Johnny Smith, welcome back, my friend. How are you doing? Thank you. I'm very good. How are you? I'm doing well here. It's it's nice, good nice. to uh you're back in the captain's chair here. You've won yet again. What's going on yeah. over there, Johnny? Not much really. Yeah, I mean it's like it's Scotland, but it's the weather is incredible right now. It is so sunny. Like which is completely not normal for this part of the world, but it's great. Oh, I mean, you know, uh, <laughs> other than that, you know, just uh a lot of writing, uh, a lot of watching movies. I mean, not much is going on in my life right now. <laughs> when you say a lot of writing, how much how much writing are you talking here? Uh, I'm trying to do like at least two hours a day. Two hours a day? That's great. Yeah. Yeah. How? How are you doing that? How? Because I, I, I don't know. There's nothing. Uh, I've got a lot of free time right now because uh, of the pandemic. I think uh, I used to be in London. But as soon as the pandemic hit, I ran away and uh, sort of waiting out in my little bunker, my childhood home with my mom and dad. <laughs> and I have nothing to do, really. So I'm spending the time writing, really. 
and uh, watching movies, playing PlayStation. But yeah, a lot of writing. So yeah, that I mean that's something everyone like would like to do more of is write and to be two hours a day is incredible. Like what, yeah. how, how do you schedule it or how do you remain, remain disciplined in doing it two hours a day? Uh, I, I just find the time. Like I don't, I don't do it at a set time every single day. Mm-hmm. I just, uh, I think like genuinely, like it, it is really easy right now because I mean, the world has stopped. I mean, I don't know what it's like in America. I think America might be opening up a little bit. But here in Scotland, like, it is gone. Like, there's nothing. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's a, a lot of time right now. A gotcha. lot of time. <laughs> and what, what does that writing look like? What is, what is kind of your, your process? The, the thing that I've been experimenting with uh, nowadays is uh, not trying to force jokes. Mm. Like, uh, I don't try and write a certain amount of jokes a day. I don't even, you know, like, not to say I don't try to write jokes, but if I get to the end of the session having not written one, I don't really panic. I think for me, it's mostly just about picking a subject, exploring the subject in as much detail as possible, and just sort of finding the jokes as I go. And sometimes I write five jokes a day, and sometimes I write none. I used to really beat myself up over that, but I'm just trying to take the pressure off myself and just try to have more fun, just explore and just see what happens. And I think doing that, writing has become a lot more fun and uh, the jokes that I'm writing have become a lot more personal as well. Ooh, when you don't like force yourself to have to find something funny, you're just showing up to write for the sake of the habit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, so when you're diving into this, seven day adventure of a write 10 contest so like for the the theme was powerful so yeah you get the theme seven days where do, what do you, where do you go now what do you start uh i did it differently to how i've done every other contest so far i think oh. this time i uh i sat down I, I put two hours aside in the day to just make mind maps yeah and that's literally all i did i just made mind maps and sometimes that's the only thing I did. <laughs> um, but uh, a lot of the time, you just you just pick up words. Like uh, uh, the dictator joke, I, w- I wrote the word powerful in the middle. I was like, what do I associate with power? I was like, kings, queens, dictator. And then like, that's the thing about, that's why like write 10 club, doing that every single day is so good. Because uh, you have that joke writing muscle in your head, right? I, like the more you work that, and like the second that you turn that side of your brain on, it seems like impossible to turn off again. You just see jokes everywhere. So I literally just wrote down the word dictator and I was like, oh, that's got a double meaning. And then uh, I think the very first day writing, I'd make one mind map, what makes me feel powerful. I said, my phone makes me feel powerful. And it just clicked. I don't know why. I was just like, oh, people dictate to write messages and dictate also means someone like, you know, you know, being powerful over a country. So I was like, it's there. That's the joke. Like, it's kind of weird because I feel like I didn't write it. I feel like I just kind of discovered it in a way, but like it was just there. And that's how I wrote literally every single joke in this app. It was just just that process. Just with mind maps, yeah. Whoa. What was your favorite joke? Uh, 
I don't know. I mean, I I, I love them all. They're all my babies. I love I think, them all. Yeah. I uh, I really liked the uh, the ABBA joke. Yeah. And that was like one of the last ones that I wrote, and I was really nervous about putting it in. I almost didn't put it in. Uh, I'm like, uh, I was talking about it with my dad, and I was like, "How big are ABBA? How many people know ABBA? Like, is ABBA big?" Then I was like, "Of course, yeah, people know ABBA." And then I was like, "How many people know that song?" I was like, "I don't think that many people know that song." I was having like panic attacks over it. I was like, "Should I bring it in?" But it was like in and out of the set like ten times. Wow. But in the end, I was just like, "Ah, that's fine. I'll just do it because I just loved it so much." It's good. Uh, Alicia said it was the ABBA one that put it over the top. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You would have actual yeah. panic attacks. Are you being serious? It wasn't like a proper panic attack, but I was just like, I, I just felt really nervous about it. I was like, I don't know if this is like, I just, I just pictured just crickets. I was like, I don't know if this is gonna go over people's heads. I don't know if people are as big an ABBA fan as I am. <laughs> like, how do how do you, how do you pick the ones? Like you write. Like, how many jokes do you think he wrote for this? Or how many minutes See, that's of material? The thing, right? that, that's the really bad thing about the particular process that I was using in that you do not create a lot of stuff. So um, I think there were six jokes in the set and I, I'd written about 20. So I picked the best six. Woo. That's still, though, that 20 jokes is no joke there. That's a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, and it is though. I mean, like, because like spending two hours to write one joke. I mean, <laughs> like, it's, it's a, like, you know, it's a lot of time. But, yeah. <laughs> but you won. You know, that's yeah. th that's been the theme with everyone that's won this contest. Is like they've written the most, basically. Yeah. I think one of the most eye-opening things. Um, we had Scott Dickers in Hot Breath Pro talking about. The, like the creative writing process. And he said at the onion, they would write a thousand headlines to find one. And I was just like, I've heard one out of 20, but like one out of a thousand. And you're just like, <laughs> Oh, that's when you get to the onion level, you know, it's like, Oh, that's how you create content of that caliber. You put in that much work. Yeah. It's overwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. Are there any other insights or anything else you wanted to share? I've been, I don't know. I mean, like, what, 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 what would be useful to talk about? I mean, like, um, hmm? I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting for you to, to guide me here. Actually, you know what? No, actually, I think. I think one of the reasons why mm -hmm. the sets are getting why those sets are getting better is because of you, to be honest. And I think now we're getting yeah. some. Now we're getting somewhere, John. This is not. This is not just me sucking up. Like um, genuinely, like uh, paying that extra thirty dollars for the feedback is is the reason why I, I feel like I'm improving because that feedback is gold. And like I, I like that's like the first part of the process for me before I start writing is I sit down, I rewatch your feedback. And I take a little post-it note and I put it on the desk and that becomes like the entire ethos around how I build that particular set that month. Oh my God. So, I mean, if, if people aren't doing the feedback, you got to do the feedback because the feedback is brilliant. Wow. Yeah. Thanks. And it has a cool little overlay. I designed a cool overlay yeah. this last time. Yeah. It's a faint. Wow. Well, I, well, then I get, well, I get, <laughs> 
I, I mean, the proof is in the champ there. I don't know what else to tell y'all people. You know, get the feedback. Yeah. Wow. And it becomes your ethos. I was like, geez, I'm, I'm nervous to give you the feedback now because I haven't done it yet. I'm like, oh, gosh, the bar is so high now. Yeah. No, it's it's been a thrill. It's been a thrill to see people like you that do the contest every month and just see you getting better. And I do love the people that get the feedback, seeing it then applied the next time. It, yeah. I mean, that's part of anyone who gets feedback or takes a class. I mean, the, you've got to put it into action. You know, you've got to implement what you're learning or else it's just in one ear out the other. Oh, nice. Okay, Jack said he's got to get some of that feedback as well. Yeah, I'll let your boy. If you want a set review or something even outside of the contest. Um, oh, and Jacob, geez, Joel, take a compliment. My bad. Did I not take a compliment very well there? I didn't know. <laughs> but, yeah, I appreciate you saying that, Johnny. I'm glad. I. You just never know what's sticking with people or what's not you know i mean I, yeah. I love giving feedback and helping comics but you just never know what's actually resonating or what's actually being helpful so i appreciate you saying that that's in, that help that's good feedback for me knowing that the feedback <laughs> is working oh beautiful and is this a three-peat said Kristen. have you won three times no, nah, this is just the second one. This is the second one? I thought it was yeah. the second yeah. one, but maybe yeah, yeah, she's yeah. foreshadowing. After you get this month's feedback, dude, the sky <laughs> is the limit. That's all I'm going to say. Um, but nice. Yeah, that I think that was super helpful. And I think the 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 thesis of this interview is you, you just you got to write a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Do, yeah. do you have any advice for someone who is currently struggling to write a lot? See, the thing for me, like I used to really struggle with this and I used to have serious writer's block. And that's the reason why I told myself that it's okay to not have a joke at the end of the session. I feel like, I don't know how other people feel, but I feel like when I was talking about like, oh, I have nothing to write about. I think my experience of it is that I can't find anything funny to write about. Or like, I'm not going to go down that road because there's not going to be a joke there. I just take that pressure off myself now. And I write about anything. Like I write about my day or if I've had a fight with my family, I'll write about that and I'll, I'll document that fight word for word, just the details of the fight without trying to be funny. Like I just, you just write and there's no pressure because you don't, you don't, you don't have to write a job. I mean, like that is the end game, but the more pressure you take off yourself, I feel like the more likely you are to find something. Boom. Dude, that's gold, and that's something I even talk about. Um, in last week's podcast, uh, I posted a clip from Scott Dicker's talk that he did in Hot Breath Pro, and I shared my own experience with writer's block and just how to you know, break through it, and part of it is take the pressure off. Like, Just don't try to be funny. Don't force the funny. Sometimes, dude, I've had some days I'm like, I'm going to write today, and then I wrote the date. And that was it. And I'm like, hey, I wrote today. It's like it's an incremental build. It's like a small incremental step that's going to make the big difference. But but in chair, period, yeah. you just, you've got to sit down and do it. No one's yeah. going to do it for you. And there's a lot of things you can do to be productive as well. I feel like I mean, this time writing this set is the first time that I genuinely I was like, 
all right, well, writing's not going so well. So what else can I do to be productive? So what I did was I took the jokes that I had and I, I looked through them. I was like, how can I make these better? You know, how can I rewrite these to, to make yeah. them stronger? And I, I wrote them different ways. And sometimes I went back to the original way it was. Sometimes I kept it. But like just, and then another thing I did was uh, rehearse. If like, if I couldn't think of anything to write, I was like, right, let's just say the jokes I liked. Let's try and figure out what kind of order we want to do it in. So, I mean, like there's other things you can do to be productive and still move towards the end goal without uh, necessarily having to uh, have the pressure to write. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah. That's a great point. Yeah. And it's, uh, Oh, Oh yeah. And a manual, a comic from Nigeria is in here watching us. And he said, our writing skills are different. We write according to how we feel and how our environment is. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. I think how you feel is a great place to start writing from anywhere. That's why the monthly contest is an emotional theme. So you start from a feeling and that's where you yeah. get that personal material that really connects with an audience. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that deadline helps as well. Having a de dude, I'm dude. Yeah. I've been doing a, I've been doing comedy 11 years and I'm like, dude, this like <laughs> helps me write material. Cause I've had to struggle. I've had to struggle with like, we're in a pandemic when our live shows coming back, where's the motivation? Like, the right 10 club, I would say, is like step one. It's like get into the right 10 club, create the expectation of yourself to write at least a single joke every single day. 10-minute exercise, just commit to that first, and then you can start to add on more time as you build that habit. But like right 10 club is almost like step one. And then to level up step two, the contest, I would say, to then you're creating an actual set in a short amount of time that is the sets are going to be funny just for the sake of I only have 90 seconds. I may win a hundred bucks. I got to make it as good as possible. And the outcome, if anything, is that, Oh, I have new material now. That's actually funny. Yeah. And, uh, Oh, Jacob said, I've been writing for two weeks and all my jokes were long stories. Last night I decided to focus on one to two liners to get more laughs. Yeah, how do you, is it your word economy, but yeah, how do you keep your jokes so tight? Like, or do you have advice for someone who is maybe a little more long-winded? Uh, I read a book um, called, uh, I've forgotten the name, but you've read it. You've recommended it. It's by Greg Dean. Oh, the step-by-step -step to stand-up? That's the one. He breaks down yeah. one-liners better than I could in a million years. Oh, If dude. anyone's looking to to write down, write jokes, learn how to write jokes. Uh, I'd read that book. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I think when I was first starting, I just watched a lot of one-liners as well. And I just analyzed how they were doing it. Like when I was coming up, I was watching a lot of Mitch Hedberg and a lot of Emo Phillips, a lot of Anthony Jeselnik, just sort of, cause like the more you hear it and the more you hear that style, the more it sort of gets in your head and then it's easier to replicate, Yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. And it's a stylistic choice, you know, like you can be a storyteller, but you know, there's gotta be jokes, whatever you're doing, whatever your style is, you gotta have yeah. jokes. Once you learn, once you learn that basic as well, it's very easy to, uh, well, I mean, I don't know. I imagine it's easier to transition to, to longer, longer sets while still having those fundamentals. Yep. In your, yep. That's, uh, I started with one liners bucket. with the yeah. Greg Dean book and then like starting to build out longer bits from there. But I started as like a one liner, like Mitch Hedberg was big. Rodney Dangerfield was another one I was really into. Yeah. 
and just kind of built from those fundamentals, like you said. Um, yeah, I was trying to think. Um, Greg Dean is actually um, – he'll be in – he's coming into Hot Breath Pro in April, actually. We, like, have this oh, Pro Talk series. So we've had mm-hmm. Judy Carter in there and Scott Dickers, and uh, we have a few more authors coming up, and um, Greg Dean's going to be one of them. So it's very exciting. Um, oh, and Emmanuel said, what do you do if your new written bit doesn't give you the big laugh you require? Well, on stage? I, I guess so, yeah. <laughs> uh, panic? No. Um, panic? You just, <laughs> like, uh, you panic. just... Uh, like... Uh, See, the, the thing about it, right, is, like, when I first started, <laughs> bombing used to be, like, the scariest thing that's ever happened to me. Mm-hmm. And, like, when you're up there, like, I genuinely did panic. Like, you can feel your heart beating. The thing I noticed, right, the thing I noticed, right, from the difference between being on stage, when you're on stage and you're nervous, like, I've, like, I've blanked on stage. And, like, I felt like um, you feel like it's forever. And then you wa- then I watch back the set. And it was only like three seconds. Like it was no time at all. Right. Uh, anyway, that's not answering the question. Sorry. Uh, you just you just get used to it and you just keep going. I think a, a good way to, to get through it is just to comment on it and break the tension. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, that did, like it's as easy as like, oh, well that went well or well that didn't work. Like it doesn't have to be clever or anything. Yeah. Just acknowledge it and that will break the tension, which should make them laugh. But at the end of the day, bombing is part of the process and uh, it doesn't define you as a comic and you'll come back stronger. And um, the more you bomb, the less scary it is. And it's just, it's, it, 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 after a while, it just, you, you just wore off a, dust, a duck's back, really. Yep. And that's what, when we did the Q&A with Kyle Kinane, he said bombing is learning. And if you're not bombing, yeah. you're not trying. So if a joke isn't working, but you believe in it, and you believe something is there, keep working on it. Like, keep finding new angles or try it at another show. Just because it doesn't work once doesn't mean the joke is now dead. You know, try it 10 times and see see what kind of results you're getting, and then you can start oh, to yeah. adjust it that way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you got to try something more than once. Because it could just be like the audience. Sometimes the audience, sometimes it's the audience that sucks and not yeah. you. <laughs> you just never know. Yeah, yeah. That's why Sometimes people. That's why you have to perform so much. That's what it requires. Yeah. You have to live on stage to really develop the material. Jacob yeah. said, "I can't wait to get on stage for the first time and bomb." <laughs> oh my god! My first set was a nightmare. Honestly, my first thirty sets were a nightmare. First thirty. I was gonna yeah, say no, my I, first I, five I, years. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> You're, did you bomb your first time? Oh wow, I did. I did everything wrong my first time. Like I bombed and I blanked and like I didn't have like a set list, nor did I have it memorized. I just had it like typed out on like some like six pieces of A4, and I kept losing my place and I kept trying to read and I couldn't find the bit in the set where I was and my hands are shaking so I can't see the page and the Ugh. audience is just staring at me. Yeah, A4? What? I'm sorry. A4? Is that paper? Yeah, just A4 bits of paper. I I typed it up. What's A4? What is A4? A4? Is it a size? Uh, Yeah. Do you not have that? We don't say Uh, A4. What do you say? Paper? Yeah. Like, A4 is a standard printing paper. Like, 8.5 by 11? (sighs) Sounds about right. 
that's a four is so much easier to say than eight and a half by eleven. That's why I'd be like, yeah, can you put that on eight and a half by eleven? A four is so much easier. Yeah, we don't say that at all here. We have it all backwards. We like we like it big here and clunky. You know, we like our words obese, like our society. I think that's how we. We're not big on word economy here, or any sort of economic diet. Um, anyway. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Oh, Robin said standard or college ruled. Yeah, that's actually. I guess that's a more efficient way of saying it as well. Eight, maybe I say eight and a half by eleven, and maybe it's me that needs to go to school on paper. But you're on stage and it's just like shaking. Like yeah, this. I'm just shaking. Just like... I can't read it. And then for some reason, I had I thought I had five minutes of material. Uh, it's my first time on stage. Uh, three minutes into the set, ran out of material. Like instead of just instead of the, the audience hasn't laughed once. Right. Instead of just instead of just being like, all right, I'm going. I decided to riff the last two minutes of the set, and that just went so bad. It went. It was just. It just. It, it started bad. It got worse, and then I just sort of like tottered off the stage, just slow clapping. Like it was just. Yeah, uh, slow it was clapping. just. It, it was just a nightmare. <laughs> it was an absolute nightmare. That's the, and that's what it was like every time for like the first thirty. That's for thirty. <laughs> it's just you, a nervous wreck on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, yeah, that's <laughs> hilarious. I, I feel you on that. Mine was like, I didn't have paper on stage. I mean, I didn't bomb, but I didn't kill. People just smiled as if I was their son. Yeah, like just politely, people just politely smiled. There was like five people was, there, yeah. and they all worked at the venue, but. It wasn't, I don't, it, I remember it going good enough for me to like want to do it again, but if it didn't go well for you, what made you come back? How did you come back? Um, well, like before doing stand up, I just read a lot of bombing stories from comedians that I respect. And they mm -hmm. were like, you probably, like, a lot of people, like, I think it's very rare to do well your first time. And yeah. I think, uh, I, Louis C.K., he talks about, like, how his first time on stage was, like, so shockingly bad that he didn't perform for another two years later. And, like, I was, like, so, like, when I did that, I was, like, oh, I'm a comedian now. Like, I'm, I'm like, you know, my experience is the same as, as people who I admire. So it's, 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 it just felt normal to me. I just felt like it was part of the process. Yep, it is. Dude, that feels, that feels like a podcast. I feel like there could be a podcast just about people's first times. Is there yeah. one? I, I don't know. I mean, it's a good idea. People watching or listening, we're going to edit this out. This is our podcast now. <laughs> we're going to do this. We're going to release it under the Hot Breath Comedy Network. So uh, if anyone wants to host that, let me know. And then um, I will tell you all the real work that a podcast requires that isn't just you saying something and then it appearing on the internet. And um, we'll put it in beta. We'll test it in Hot Breath Pro um, and see how it goes. Um, so there you go. And if you're listening to this on the podcast, it's probably too late. Um, <laughs> but maybe you stole the idea and you've released it before us. Um, anyway, sorry. That was my ADD. We're like, there's an idea. I'm like, oh, there's an idea. <laughs> yeah, let's go, let's go do that. And then we'll add it to the list of 100 other ideas um, that yeah. we'll just get done 10%. So 
like, let's have 10 ideas. We do 10% instead of one idea. We do a hundred percent. That's how you get things done. <laughs> oh yeah. Alicia said the art of bombing podcast. That's what made me think of it is that Dan does the podcast about bombing. I didn't know if there was one just about first times cause they're not always bombs. Um, but, uh, and that book was a step-by-step to stand up by Greg Dean. Um, which, yeah, that's the first book. That's the only book I've actually read cover to cover. I never finished another one. But if you're looking to write, like, one-liners, that's the, I mean, that's, that's the gold standard for me. And if you're not in Hot Breath Pro, join it, and then you can actually meet him and ask uh, your questions directly to the author of the book. But um, I think we'll land this plane here. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. I know, I know you got say, a busy day, Johnny. Yeah. yeah. Can I just say thank you to everyone who voted and just congratulations to Tom and CJ. I thought their uh, their sets were really good. So I just I just want to say that. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Don't apologize for being nice. They're, it's all right. They were brilliant. Everyone Honestly. had great sets. Yeah, they were really Yeah, it could have been any one of us. Like, yeah, it was great. Yeah, I mean CJ's was so dark but funny, and then Tom's was so like honest, but like f- about like hit a being addicted to cocaine i just love where the <laughs> themes take people's brains and he's like cocaine powerful you yeah. know and then he he created this like super personal set about it and um yeah it was very funny so solid yeah so thank you johnny where can people yeah. like where can people connect with you and like keep up with you uh i i'm still as i was last time completely off grid um <laughs> but if people want to if people want to add me on facebook uh reach out uh yeah by all means yeah just type my name, send a friend request. I'll, I'll accept and we can, you know, yeah, cool. Nice, That's Johnny. Yeah. Well, thank you, Johnny Smith. Give you an nice applause you. there. And thank you everyone <laughs> for hanging out with us live in our Facebook group where we stream this and do our daily writing club. If you want to join the contest and maybe win a hundred bucks and write new material in the process, just go into the description of the show and join our Patreon to where you'll be automatically entered every month to win this $100 joke contest. And if you want to level up your comedy, Hot Breath Pro is a great place to do that where you'll get to connect with me and other comedians of the Hot breath and then people like, we said, like Greg Dean in there that you can actually get direct feedback from. So all Hot Breath is here to help cultivate the next generation of great comics, and we appreciate you hanging out with us today. And uh, we will see you next time, everyone. Thank you. Hot Breath. This episode of Hot Breath is sponsored by our Patreon. If any of our content has helped your comedy career, join our Patreon linked in the show notes and get positive comedy karma for life. Probably.